0: Welcome to the podcast for Church of the Nazarene. We invite you to subscribe to this podcast for the latest updates and new episodes. You can also search for our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, and tune in. Make sure to join us each Sunday at 9 on Facebook Live. Our in-person service times are 9 and 10.30 a.m. in English and 11.45 in Spanish. Also, Celebrate Recovery meets each Monday night at 6.30 I want to begin by uh, asking you a question, a couple questions. What is, what is a big meal? What is, what is a short visit? What is a long trip? Think about that one for a minute, a long trip. Uh, some of you, some of your standards, a long trip is five, six hours. If I have to stop for the bathroom more than once, that's a long trip, Right? Some of you five or six hours that's like five stops in the bathroom I know you're sorry, but but if you were to ask my four-year-old what is a long trip she would say anything more than five minutes you know anything that's like like we uh recently took a trip and I think we were like out of Harrisonburg are we there yet you know that question so isn't it interesting isn't it interesting that idea of long trip it can be relative can it we think of measurement as the same but but Measurement can be relative, right? And one of the things Jesus, if we're going to talk about it today, one of the things that Jesus did, he changed the way that we measure. He changed the way that we measure. Think about it this way. We kicked off our our summer, uh, not just with Best Week Ever, but we we kicked off our summer talking about this idea of generosity. That uh, at the end of our lives, one of the biggest regrets we will have. Not just us, like statistically, when people are asked, at the end of their lives, one of the biggest regrets they have is that they wish they would have been more generous. Not, not that they would have accumulated more or accomplished more. I'm sure that's some of it. Wish you could have accomplished more. But, but to a person, time after time, one of the biggest regrets, I wish it would have been more generous. So we're leaning into that idea a little bit throughout the summer. What does that mean for us to be generous? And we've learned God is a generous God. And we really, what are we trying to do? We want to reflect his generosity, not come up with our own kind of definition or measurement, but what is his definition? And so today, this is really what we're doing. We're going to ask the question, what is the measure of generosity? What is the measure of generosity? Have you ever needed to measure something and you didn't have a tape measure right there? Uh, now you can like pull out your phone and you can like, that's this many feet, and so, right? That's really cool. Uh, but, but it used to be, you know, if we're trying to move furniture around in the room or something, and I want to go all the way to the garage, all the way to the garage to get the tape measure, you know? So, so I do one of these things. And, and the first service looked at me really funny, but I know I'm not alone in this, right? So you're like, will this fit over there? So you're like, well, it's, uh... yeah, yeah, we're good. We're good, right, right? Or you're measuring the height of something. Well, the height, you're like, you know, you do one of these, come on, I'm not alone. Some of you have done that, right? Because you're, you're trying to measure, or, or you do one of these things. Like, well, will it fit? And you're like, well, it's six and three-fourths of my footsteps to the right. You do all that crazy stuff because you don't have the right measurement. We, we learned that, right? Your method of measurement matters. Your method of measurement matters. I learned that the hard way. I am not like Mr. Construction. Some of you are like, yeah, we know. Uh, Like there was a reason on none of these pictures where they were doing like construction. You didn't see me there at all because they were like, actually, you could bless us by not coming to those sites because that's just not my gifting. And I learned this the hard way. It was just a simple thing we were doing at the house. And I had this idea because I want to be efficient, you know, I want to get it done. That you measure and you cut and then I need a couple that match this thing that I've cut, Right. So why would why would I bother with the tape measure if I if they just match this one because I need three more like this? So then I just laid that there and measured and cut and laid that there and measured and, cut. and when you know the fourth one is like a half an inch off from the first one because I didn't use the right measurement. Your method of measurement matters. And before Jesus came to earth, most people thought they knew how to accurately measure generosity. And as he often did. Jesus changed the standard of what generosity, what it meant to love greatly. He changed the measurement, and that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to be in Luke chapter 6. If you would open up your copy of Scripture. We'll have it on the screen, but I just love when we can open the Word together. If you have your YouVersion uh, Bible app, we have an event set up there. I love when we can be on the same page of Scripture. And I really believe these are words, the Word, uh, for us today from the Lord. So Jesus is speaking. Luke 6, starting in verse 27, some of these words might be familiar to you. But today, let's dive in and understand through the context of the measure of generosity. Verse 27, Luke chapter 6 says this, But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, don't demand it back. Do to others what you would have them do to you, these concepts, these words are really hard to hear. They were hard to hear in AD 32 when Jesus spoke them, but they're really hard to hear today, right? Am I the only one? I'm cringing a little bit as I read these words. Like, oh, ooh, and that's why Jesus goes on to, to flesh it out a little bit more for us. Keep reading with me, verse 32. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you, even sinners love those who love them. Think about this for a minute. If someone has to love you for you to love them, if, if you have to like someone in order to love them, or this one's a little bit painful, right? If someone has to agree with you in order for you to love them, you're using the wrong measurement. That's not the standard of measurement. That's not The standard of love that Jesus set. Jesus's words here begs the question, who is the most unlovable person in your life? And the call is love. Yeah, even even them. He's not done. Verse 33, if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. If you lend To those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies. Do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. This doesn't seem fair, does it? As you're reading these words, this, this seems unjust to us, doesn't it? As we read these words, imagine hearing them even for the first time. But look at the reason why, because next what Jesus says is critical. It's the response. He's like, don't expect repayment when you lend something out, because there's something far greater on the horizon for you. Look at what it says. Then, Jesus says, then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful, just, as your father is merciful. Jesus is saying, we get, we get a payment in return that's far better than anything we could ever give or anything we could ever lend. So when we give, stop worrying about that. Stop lending and worrying about when you're gonna get it back. Because you get something far greater than that. You get to be called children of God. That's that's better. That's greater. That that far exceeds uh, anything else. It's, it's invaluable. See, the principle of the day, we talked about this just a few weeks ago. The principle of the day in a Greco-Roman culture was one of reciprocity. That's a really fancy word, but we understand that because we feel that and see that today. Reciprocity, again, what does it say? That we give in equal measure to what we have received. So at Christmas, I'm going to get you a gift because I know you're getting me one, and i got to get you, in your, you know, we do that, right? We understand this. That we break out in cold sweats because we know, oh, I've got to get them because they've given me, and now I've got to, we've got to reciprocate. That was the principle of the day, and for some of us, that's kind of the principle of our day. That was the measurement. They measured love. What did what they say? Love meant what? What did it mean to them? It meant give according to what one has given to you. That's love. But now Jesus introduces a radical new standard. Radical new standard. The fundamental point is if we love only those who are kind to us, that doesn't take any special effort. Children of God, don't stop there. The call of a disciple is to a greater love, a distinct love, a love that is unique in the world. Love your enemies. Do good even when people hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. This is this is the new measure of love, right? It's a new definition, a new standard, the new standard of generosity. That's what Jesus is showing us in Luke 6. See, see these are the questions that we often ask, and I say we because I'm right here with you. Often the questions we ask is, what do they deserve? Right, right. And that's, I get that question. I understand the question. But when we're trying to contemplate in my brain, we think about what does this person deserve? Or, or this is, this is a favorite one in our house. What is fair? Some of you love fair. You're like rule people and everything's got to be fair and it's got to be, yeah, so, so I get it. I get it. But we ask that question, the lens of love. We say, what is fair? Or, or we may even ask this. What do I have to do? What am I kind of required to do in this? What do I have to do in this situation? And I get those questions. Those are good questions, but those are not the questions that we ask in the kingdom of God. Generosity in his kingdom leads to a very different standard. What is the standard? We just read it. Love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them. I actually love that part. As I was studying, I never got that before. The idea of generosity is that we lend without expecting repayment. That's what generosity is. I give it away and I don't worry if I ever get it back. I love that picture. Generosity. See, our standard is this. Our standard is what is fair. But Jesus shows us a new a new standard, a new measurement. It's right there in verse 36. Don't, don't take my word for it. It's not what is fair, but what is merciful. Not what is fair, but what is what is merciful. That's Jesus' standard. I wrote this down. This is challenging me today. Jesus is saying, we don't get to be the ones who decide who deserves to be loved. We don't. That's what his kingdom, that's what he's showing us is we no longer get to be the ones who decide who is worthy of love and who is not. It's the truth of his kingdom. That's why, that's why I love best week ever. There were a couple times this past week when I was just overwhelmed seeing uh, so many people, all generations, all different, just background, different people serving together and it just overwhelmed my heart and I really did think like like a little nerdy. I was like, this is the best week. I thought that, but seriously, this is the best week and why, why is it the best week? Because we get to spend an entire week just practicing how to be generous and sometimes we got to practice, right? Because it's not always natural, doesn't always come to us right away, and I get that. But we get to spend a whole week practicing generosity. Why, Why as a church do we do something like Best Week Ever? Because we want to spend an entire week. Hopefully, this isn't the only week. Hopefully, this is not the only time, but we want to put focus on an entire week celebrating the fact that every single person we come in contact with, every person we work beside and drive, you know, road rage next to all that, uh, the people that we rub shoulders with, that we go to school with, every single person deserves the generous love of God. And we get to spend a whole week just figuring out how that looks and practicing it. And it's messy. And sometimes it makes us uncomfortable because we're doing things we wouldn't normally do, but it's an incredible, incredible week. Sometimes we need to make sure, sometimes we need to make sure that that we're using the right measurement. That's why I love week ever. See, it's not what is fair. in in my own selfishness, if I'm leading my life, if I'm Lord of my life, then it's always going to be that question. What is fair? I'll love you when it's fair. What's fair for you? What's fair for me? That, that question will always dictate my actions, but, but not in this kingdom. Instead, it's what, what is merciful? What is, what is generous? That's the heart of God. There's one more thing in Luke 6, though. Sometimes, sometimes we do this when we read Scripture. We tend to kind of read a section, and, um, you know, Jesus was speaking these words, and he didn't say, next, I'm going to speak on loving your enemies. Keep, you know, and, All right, we're going to stop now. I'm going to talk about judging others. So, so there's this crazy, there's this, like, divide in a section, and sometimes we stop, and I get that. But our tendency is to sometimes think what we're about to read. We just read verse 36 which says, be merciful as your father is merciful. And our tendency is to think, okay, what's coming next is totally different, not related at all, but actually I think that's a mistake. I think there's some really good practical implications of what is about to come next. So we're just gonna read a little bit further. Verse 37 is this. So be merciful as your father is merciful. Verse 37, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. And before we get to the very last line here, I just want to make sure we have clarity on what it's saying. The implication is here, do not judge, and you will not be judged by God, right? Do not condemn and you will not be condemned by God. Forgive and you will be forgiven by our Heavenly Father, by by God, right? That's the implication here. And then verse 38 is really interesting because sometimes we like to kind of pull that out of context and we like to kind of use it or abuse it or misuse it to kind of say this giving thing in the kingdom of God is really about just getting what I want. It's really about I'm just going to give so I can get. We had a really cool conversation. My kids and I, they were helping me one day. We were serving, and we talked about, man, it feels really good to serve, doesn't it? It feels really good to give away, but... That's still not our motivation. As much as it feels good when we get to bless others, that's still not the reason we do it, because that's about me. That's about giving so I can get something. No, no, no. It's really about, it's really about reflecting his love and his goodness and kindness when we serve him. So sometimes we can take this verse and make it all about, I'm going to give so I can get. Look at what it says in verse three. But that's not it. Because when we see this and we understand in the context in which Jesus is speaking, we see... The measurement of generosity. This is what Jesus is saying. And look clearly the last line. He says, For with the measure you use, it will be measured. you, Leave that up here on the screen for just a minute. Remember, he says all this stuff about don't judge and you'll not be judged. Don't condemn and you'll not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. And then there's this line that we might just glance over, but it's so critical in the context of the love and compassion that he's just talked about. He says this, for with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. What is Jesus saying? He's saying this. Be careful of the standard you use with others. Be careful of the measurement that you decide what love is and you decide what... Com- be, be careful because that's the standard that your heavenly father will use with you. A life filled with judgment and condemnation of others, if that's your measurement you want to use, we'll be ready because that's, that's the measurement your heavenly father will use with you. Right? But but if the standard, if the standard is generosity, if the standard is loving even your enemies and doing good even to those that would hate you and, and praying for those that mistreat you, if that's your standard of generosity, then that's the standard your heavenly father will use with you. I love what the message paraphrase says. It says, giving not getting is the way. Listen, it says this generosity begets. Generosity. I have not used that begets word very long. I'll try to bust it out this week somehow, like an SAT word. But generosity produces generosity in our lives. That's the truth of what Luke chapter 6 is trying to tell us. I do love best week ever. And every year, the last three years that we've gotten to do it, as we're serving together and doing some things, I feel like the Lord kind of gives me this picture and this image. And I feel like it's a little bit unique. I don't think everyone would maybe see it this way. But I felt strong enough as I was praying that I felt like, yeah, I feel like this is, the Lord's showing me this. And it's a picture from Scripture. Maybe no one else would make this connection. But as we were serving and pray, as I was praying one day, I felt like the Lord kind of showed me this. It was powerful for me. It's in Matthew's Gospel. We won't turn there today, but I want you to imagine this picture with me. Jesus is there and he's reclining at the table. He's sharing a meal at the home of Simon the leper. And as he's there kind of minding his own business, eating his food, a woman comes. We don't know much about her, but she brings a jar of oil with her, and the context of Matthew's gospel it says it's expensive oil. And she does something, she does something that's a little bit controversial. She takes this expensive jar of oil and she just dumps it on the head of Jesus. That sounds messy to me and a little bit greasy, but whatever. But but, but everyone else is aghast. Like, oh my, what a waste. Jesus, correct her, rebuke her. Why why would you allow this lavish waste? So they they looked and said, what a waste, but Jesus says, no, 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 This, this is beautiful. This is worship. And as I was thinking about that image in my head, I thought a little bit about this week. And I thought a little bit about just, I mean, it it was hard and a lot of work and a lot of effort went into all of this week and so many people serving. And I thought there might be some people that would look and say, wow, what a waste. I mean, every snow cone you made, like that melting and the kids will find more sugar somewhere. Everything you painted will need to be painted again. Every weed you pulled will have to get pulled again one day, right? They could look at all that and just say, all that time and energy and effort, what a waste. But I felt, I felt like the Lord spoke to me as, as this was happening. I felt like the Lord said, no, 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 this is beautiful. This is beautiful. This, this is worship. The Apostle Paul said it this way in Philippians 2. He he said that his life is poured out like an offering. And I sense the Lord say, this is beautiful that you would pour out your life for others. Pour out your life in such a way that generosity is your greatest desire. To just be generous and to love with his love of compassion. Why? Because that's what God has done for us. He poured out his life. He gave everything for us. What else can I do in response but pour out my love for others? And so I sensed that this week as I was serving alongside some of you, that the Lord said, yeah, this is, this is beautiful. This is worship. Today, what's, what's the standard of generosity in your life I got to admit, I'm guilty, right? I'm guilty. My standard too often is what is fair. The <laughs> standard too often is, is what have they done to me? What do I have to do in this situation? Too often, that's been my standard of generosity. But, but today, what would it look like for us in our homes, in our workplaces, in our schools, in our communities? What would it look like to live our lives in such a way that we were, we were poured out? Generosity. Because God has been so generous to us. That we just want to live our lives reflecting that standard. Because Jesus said the standard, the standard that you use is the standard your Heavenly Father will use with you. The measure. Because the truth is today, we don't get to be the ones who decide who deserves the love of God. Thank you so much for listening today. You can email us at infocotnaz.org at for any questions about our church. When you're done listening, please subscribe to this channel for the latest updates and new episodes.